0: Wait, can we all get along? Karen, horror, death, film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no five. One. Last week, on Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, brain trust. Mid August 2018, it has been too long since we've done one of these here podcasts. I'm blaming you. I don't know why you haven't released one in a while. Uh, I've missed doing it. So, uh, where you been? Where you been all my life? That's what I'm wondering about. Um, we got a lot to catch up on, so I'm gonna dive right in, but to quickly just fill you up, fill you up with, and to fill you in on the last, you know, grip of weeks in my life. I've been on the road a ton. The Laugh It Off tour uh, is finally slowing down for a minute now because I was just in a bunch of cities like Tahoe and Dallas. Great time in Dallas. And then I was in Chicago and that was a really good time as well until I was doing a show outside of Chicago in Rosemont. And if you might have seen the viral video that I posted that went viral from this event, I was heckled by a Trump supporter doing a very mild joke about Donald Trump and then shut her down pretty promptly. And then after the show, um, I was approached by another Trump supporter who went up to me and he said, I was enjoying your act until you made fun of the president. You better not talk about the president around here. You'll end up with a bullet in the back of your head. I said, excuse me? He said, you'll get a bullet in the back of your head. I said – Okay, well, that's the purpose of comedy is to speak truth to power and the history of comedy has always been to comment about um, the political situation in our country and to do social commentary and so I will not stop. So if that's what's going to happen, so be it. And he goes, I'm telling you, man, a lot of people carry around here and a lot of people I know walking around with bullets in them. So I don't know if they're just really bad shots because if you shoot somebody in the head, probably they're not walking around with bullets in them. But um, uh, still frightening. And so I said, that's what has to be. That's what has to be. Have a good day. And he walked off and uh, he shot me. I'm dead now. He killed me in the back of the head. So that's not the way I wanted the night to end. But I'm back. I am back from the dead. Uh, God forbid that that would have happened. He did not shoot me, but the threat alone was so shocking and strange and not what America is supposed to be. And I honestly think it is so much of of that even mindset for it to have possibly occurred is caused by Donald Trump, by his incendiary rhetoric, by the fact that he is trying whenever he can to – rile up his base, to fire up his supporters in a way that's not just fire them up to be excited about the country being whole again or being great again or whatever it is he wants them to be, but just to divide the country, to say that they're right and everybody else is wrong, to say that the news is fake, to say that Democrats are all cheaters and liars and that the only truth is what Trump says. And as he's encouraged violence throughout his campaign, saying he wish he could beat up protesters and saying he'd pay people's legal bills to beat them up, and then taking it a step further, uh, when there was the horrible uh, white supremacist rally in Charlottesville one year ago, almost exactly, we just passed the one-year anniversary, he says there are fine people on both sides of a neo-Nazi rally. So... It's very disturbing that the president of the United States is one that is not even dog whistling anymore, but like almost out loud shouting. Actually his rallies out loud shouting, threatening members of the press, getting his supporters to threaten them. Um, it's bananas behavior. It's not becoming of a president or a child. Any child would be put on timeout if that was the way that they behaved. But he's the president, so you can't put him on timeout. It's very hard to enforce it. And so, so be it um, until the midterm elections, hopefully, which will be November 6th. And if you know any, because whether you're a Republican or Democrat, clearly the Republicans in Congress who are different than Republicans around the country do not have the balls, the gumption, the pride, the care for country, the care for country over party to do anything to censure, to rein in Donald Trump. And so they have to be kicked out of office. James Comey, a lifelong Republican, says the same. They have to be kicked out of office. Another – I'm blocking on his name right now, but another um, congressman who's leaving office, his son is voting for Democrats even though he's been a Republican because he's upset about how his father grandstanded so much to – during the Peter Strauss Act hearings in front of Congress, the FBI agent that sent those texts saying we're going to stop Trump. That he claims was just saying, we as America are going to stop Trump. But regardless of what he meant, he was just fired from the FBI. But uh, even his son doesn't believe it was just and that it was turned uh, – Trump turned their tables and demonized this FBI agent as he demonizes the FBI in general. And so if you know anybody who does not want Donald Trump in office, this is a time to put country over party and to – uh Republican or Democrat vote Democrat in November sixth because I assure you that if they do take over the House, they will impeach Donald Trump, and this long this long not national nightmare might be over. I said this for some reason, but I meant to say this no no one often means to say this it's just a misspeak of the tongue uh before we get into a lot of more political news, I have to start you know with the big story of the week, as I always do. Some milk is no longer milk, Milk News reports. The Food and Drug Administration said it would crack down the use of the word milk to describe almond milk and coconut milk, since milk must be produced by a lactating animal, and almonds do not lactate. First of all, since when? I mean, tell that to the almond with great little almond titties I've been dating. She's the mother of six... Thousand other almonds. And how do you think they grew up so almond shaped? Okay. Formula? No, sir. Almond milk is how that was done. From almond titties. It's the only way possible if you're no science at all. You know, cracking down the word milk. What's this country coming to? What's next? I'm going to have to stop calling this podcast milk or ear milk, aka milk to your ears. Because that would be a shame, because it is milk to your ears if you've ever listened to it and enjoyed drinking it in your ears, which is an unusual way to drink, except when it's audio. Then it just gets right in there. So, no. I'm not going to stop calling this podcast milk or almond milk or coconut milk. I'm not going to stop any of that. And uh, come at me if you want, Food and Podcast Administration, or the FPA, as it is known. In in circles that don't know stuff that that great. Uh, also important note: I used to date a coconut as well, and she had coconut breasts. And let me just say, her coconut bra did not cover anything. Okay, you could totally still see the coconuts on account of them being coconuts covering coconuts. I think I've said my piece on that. Melania flipping channels like a bad first lady, very bad. The week reports. First Lady Melania Trump reportedly infuriated her husband by watching CNN instead of Fox News on Air Force One and in her separate hotel room during trips. Melania will, quote, watch any channel she wants, her spokesperson said, adding, as long as she finishes her homework. May I also add, is this really happening? Hashtag, are we living in bizarro world? Hashtag, the fuck. These are announcements being made by the First Lady's spokesperson. She'll watch whatever channel she wants. Oh, good for you. Isn't that exciting? Many of these stories this week are sourced from The Week magazine, a magazine I've subscribed to for many years that I have only started reading now. And it's great. I mean, I've read it in the past, but then I stopped reading it. A quick note on 3D guns. That's another issue that happened while we were gone. Uh, This man who has a company that creates designs for 3D printable guns was going to post them online as a show of basically protest about how futile he thinks gun laws are because he thinks that if you can just print 3D guns, um, which is inevitable once you put – Things up on the internet, you can't take them down. Some of the plans are already up there. There'd be no point to even trying to tighten other gun laws. Well, two notes here that are at least a little bit optimistic. One, a lot of people say that these 3D guns would not be manufactured easily or cheaply on home 3D printers, and they would probably break up after just one shot, after firing one round. But even more, hopefully, if the, if, you know, so a judge temporarily stopped it just hours before it was supposed to go online, all of the plans this guy was going to put on for AR-15s and everything. The only other thing, if if God forbid it does happen, and these plans do go online, you can at least rest assured it's not going to be an imminent threat because just think of how fast they'll be running out of ink to print guns. I mean, you can't even print 15 sheets of paper without having a serious ink shortage. So I feel like doing a whole gun... You're going to have somebody you're trying to shoot. You're going to be like, don't move. (laughs) Seriously, though, don't move, please. You're getting too far. (laughs) I need bullets. Hurry up. And so you're going to have time. That's the only positive there. Um, Trump nominated Judge Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. So he's going to It looks like get a second Supreme Court justice because the Democrats are pussies and refuse to do any dirty tactics like the Republicans did to deprive Obama of his pick of Merrick Garland, who sounds more like a magician than a judge, but still was a judge, according to all reports. Um, And so even though they've requested a full disclosure of all of his legal writings, over one million pages of emails, correspondence, and writings of his time. They can't get the documents delivered in time fast enough, and yet the Republicans are like, eh, we don't even need to see all the documents, We're just going to hold the confirmation hearings anyway, and it's going to happen in about three weeks. So unless some strong move happens, even though the man seems like a nice man at his introduction to the world uh, press conference after Trump introduced him, he said he picks up his... His kids from school and his coach, their little league team or basketball team or some shit, um, which sounded lovely. And I was like, what a nice guy. And then, of course, they rolled out facts about his life and uh, very conservative justice who um, many believe will overturn Roe versus Wade and make abortion illegal again in, in the country. He's also in the past ruled heavily in favor of guns groups and NRA uh, and, and the NRA, and he thinks would roll back even – current gun legislation, if gun cases were to come before the Supreme Court, and um, also the reason most likely that Trump nominated him. He has spoken in the past about how he thinks presidents shouldn't be bogged down by criminal investigations while they're in office. So it's weird, since there is one going on right now, into the president. Why Trump might have chosen this guy? It's very unusual. Um, So we're going to keep our eyes on that. Another important story. I'm going to cover it right now. Multivitamins can suck it. Okay. NBCnews.com reported not in those words. People who take multivitamins to protect their heart health are wasting their money. New research has found a review of 18 studies involving 2 million people followed for an average of roughly 12 years by scientists with too much time on their hands found no evidence that these products help prevent heart attacks, strokes, or death from heart disease. These findings also echo guidelines from the American Heart Association, or AHA, which discourages the use of multivitamins for the prevention of heart disease. I'm going to stop taking them immediately now, as soon as I remember that I don't take them. So I don't have to stop anything, in fact. I should probably also start taking Ginkgo Biloba, because my memory... Is no good. Remember when people thought you had to take ginkgo biloba for your memory? I don't even think they sell ginkgo biloba anymore. I also believe I've said ginkgo biloba too many times in a very short span of time, and I apologize to your ear. That milk got a little sour for a second, that ear milk. So that's something that I regret strongly. But I'm going to stop taking them even though I don't take them, and um, my wife will stop taking them as well, except I am not married. So never mind that as well. She won't have to stop taking anything, except maybe in the future if she takes them. Then she can stop. So I'll make sure we go through all those steps if I eventually meet a wife. Is that how they work? Is that how romance works? You just meet a wife? Or is there a courtship? It's been a while for me. Obama speaks. What took you so long, my man? The world collapsing while you're jet skiing with Tom Hanks. Look, everybody would love to jet ski with Tom Hanks. But not while the world collapses and you're one of the leaders that's supposed to stop it, your life's work being eroded every day by an orange monster who's melting like a like one of, like one of those orange and vanilla creamsicles on a stick, but he's melting the world. he's not me- he melting himself. He keeps himself fairly intact for a orange blob of a man a lot of fake tan in situation. Uh, in Johannesburg celebrating the hundredth uh anniversary of the birth of Nelson Mandela our 44th president, and the last legitimate one. I didn't say that officially, but I'm thinking it. I did say it. Um, he praised the stabilizing influence of, quote, unified Europe, anchored in NATO. And then Yogi Bama uh, continued to denounce climate change deniers and blind partisanship and warning of a strong man and strongman politicians who lie without shame and undermine every institution or norm that gives democracy meaning? Boo-boo. So, he sounds more and more like Yogi Bear every day. Not once did Obama mention President Trump by name, because maybe he wasn't referring to President Trump, maybe he was referring to Ranger Rick, that's what I believe. Trying to get his picnic baskets. The biggest surprise, said Jonah Goldberg in NationalReview.com, was Obama's claim that for democracy to function, we need to, quote, get inside uh, the reality of people who are different from us, even if they are white and they are male. Once again, I'm telling you, he's talking about Ranger, Ranger Rick, who's always trying to thwart he and his friend Boo Boo Biden from enjoying that picnic basket. And why? Just let them have at that basket. Okay, it's already been touched by bears. You can't give it back to the people. Consider that basket a loss. I've really forgotten what I'm talking about, but I think my overarching point is President Obama sounds a little bit like Yogi Bear, and I wish he would stand up to Trump more and help get us out of this mess. That's my personal belief. Nude gymming's a thing. That's not encouraged. But police arrested a totally naked man in a yoga-like pose at a Planet Fitness gym. In New Hampshire, police said Eric Stagno, 34-year-old man, explained he believed the gym's slogan that it is a judgment-free zone. Well, I guess the gym didn't expect your penis to be that small, Jim. You can only not judge someone to a certain point. And when that point is hard to see and you're a grown man, people are going to judge. It's just the way of the world. And... Maybe put on some damn pants to cover your little baby pee-pee. It's just a thought. Ruth Bader Gins, Ruth Bader going, going Strongsburg. It's a stupid title to this story. But obviously it's a story about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Supreme Court Justice, who's an elderly lady, 85 years old, and says she thinks she has at least five... Years left before she considers retiring from the Supreme Court, which would stop Trump from getting a third justice. And let me just say, I've never in my life been so in love with a woman. Any human. I love you, Ruth. Ruth Bader, Ginsu 2000, you cut my heart with a knife into a shape of a loving Valentine's heart. That's what happens when you don't podcast for a couple months. You forget English, and words fail you. And you, you, you'll get back into it, Ben. I tell myself publicly. Trump calls for an end to the Mueller probe. He decided to officially say that the probe should end um, by calling on via Twitter. Of course, it's the main way he likes to talk. Uh, calling on his Attorney General Jeff the Tiny Tiny Sessions. To immediately end the Justice Department's investigation into Russian election interference amid reports that Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, his former fixer, has now got the fix on him. Got the fix on him. Why did I turn into a Southern barbecue? Mm -hmm. I don't know, Ben, but I just want to say that I am that chef lady whose name always escapes me. The one that was racist and wanted to cook butter for everybody and used to be Paula Deen is her name. Okay, it came back. Thank God her name came back because she used to be a regular on this podcast. And America misses her, don't you? Don't you wish Paula Dean was back more frequently? Don't you wish Paula was back frequently? Don't you? Another reference is a songs from about 11 years ago. Um... Cohen, Michael Cohen offers now information to turn. He wants to, he has already said that he has information and was in a meeting when Donald Trump was told about the meeting in, in Trump Tower with the Russians that he okayed it in advance, which Trump denies in his ever changing excuses for that meeting. Um, but that would be pretty, 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 pretty bad for Trump. He's denying now that he knew it in advance while also denying that there was collusion. But now, for the first time, he's saying even if there is collusion, collusion is not a crime, changing his tune on that puppy and making Rudy Giuliani, the vampire bat boy, go out there on television and defend the president by saying, I'm sitting here looking at the federal code trying to find collusion is a crime. I don't see it. Collusion is not a crime. Because apparently the word collusion is not in the... In, in the constitution or in any of the legal federal election law codes as a crime. But many words that mean the same as collusion are like conspiracy can with a foreign government in our elections. Many crimes would be have committed, would be have committed and would have been committed as well. If you want to say it in a proper sentence structure that, uh, whether or not the word collusion is used would still make Trump pretty guilty. Also, I'm feeling pretty good in my back right now because I'm 40 years old. Uh, I turned 40 just before our last episode, I think I shared that with you. And my back's been a mess ever since. So right now I'm sitting at my grandfather's desk and chair with a tennis ball lodged so deeply and wonderfully into my lower back that it is giving me the will to continue, while a constant dull pain that makes it also hard to continue. But that's the way that, you know, life goes. Sometimes you don't feel great. And you keep on pushing, Robert Muller, you understand? Even if you have back pains or wake up sick or have asparagus pee or something, you keep going. I don't know why I said asparagus pee. It popped into my head. And I decided, yes, Ben, we're going with that. But Trump tweeted, Sessions should stop this rigged witch hunt right now, okay? Just stop it, okay? Before it continues to stain our country any further. Um, That's the stain on our country? You think abroad people are like this... Mueller probe is really bringing America down. How about the racist, misogynist, treasonous, uh, supporting Russia over our own country, care only about your own self-interest president that's, uh, crumbling all of our alliances and, uh, we'll get into those stories in moments. Could it be that or you think it's the very quiet, hasn't said a word publicly the entire time, Mueller witch hunt that only you keep keeping in the national discourse as a constant conversation? I wonder which of the two that is humblers humblers indeed hmm. we are in just quite a strange place, and now, with the Manafort trial, Paul Manafort, former Trump campaign manager, his trial just wrapped up as you may have seen, the man is being accused of money laundering and funneling funds keeping him an offshore accounts that he got from Russia for work he did for Russian government and spent like $16,000 on an ostrich hair jacket, which is just tacky if not illegal. But things seem to be surrounding a bit around Trump, and uh, it is getting hot in here for him. It's getting hot in here, so take off all your clothes. Don't do that. Don't take off all your clothes, anybody, especially not Trump, because it would just be like a very bright orange moon bounce that children would jump on until they got stuck in the deep morass of lies. And that really is a great way to ruin a children's birthday party. Uh, the president's defenders, though, interestingly, as Max Boot in The Washington Post points out, have gone from arguing that no collusion occurred, much like Trump has gone from, to arguing that collusion, even if it has occurred, is no big deal. Sadly, we're probably not far from mainstream Republicans arguing as he says that they're actually glad Trump worked Trump worked with the Kremlin in order to save the country from crooked Hillary. Well that just happened, Bros of Stalin. You see them t shirts? You guys see now there were Republicans at a Trump rally recently with t shirts that literally said we'd rather be Russian than Democrats. Not only is that so insane and disloyal to the country, but is completely anathema to the premise of country first. Which country first? Russia first? Is that what everybody meant by country first when they were saying that? During the Republican convention and everything? They meant Russia first. Interesting. I guess they didn't specify what country. Very weird. I guess it's a loophole. You find a loophole that's great. What has, Since when is Russia our friend more than the Democratic Party? Half of your own country. It's just unbelievably confusing to me, but That is where we are now in the world, I suppose. Um, That all said, give credit where credit is due. The economy is doing great. Uh, That's, of course, great news, some much-needed great news, and you have to give the president some credit for that. So I'll say it. Thank you for fixing our economy, President Putin. Thank you so much. Trump took a victory lap, of course, after the new government data came out showing the nation's economy grew at 4.1% in the second quarter of the year. A great percent to grow in one quarter. The fastest quarterly rate since 2014. The U.S. is now on track for its best year of gross domestic product growth in more than a decade. And Trump touted the numbers as vindication of his economic policies. Quote, once again, we are the economic envy of the entire world. Okay, the entire world. Okay? A lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are telling me you're the envy of the world. Who's saying it, Josephine Baker? Who are you talking to other than your own staff? You're just in the White House by yourself most nights, eating cheeseburgers in bed. The cheeseburgers are telling me that this is the greatest period of growth and that we're finally respected again in the world. You're barreling through these cheeseburgers. You're barely even having time to have a conversation with the burgers, sir. The burger wrappers are telling me, the empty burger wrappers are saying, (coughs) it's a crumply paper sound that I interpret as them saying, everything's great and you've respect abroad again. And so we're finally great again, both burgers and America and me and my tan and my fake hair and my corrupt family and my administration full of bozos and reality clowns. That's another one this week. O- Omarosa just uh, came out with her book, Unhinged, that she's plugging the actual name of in every single interview and every single show that doesn't press her too hard. But she apparently has secret recordings of the president, recorded secretly when when um, uh, Admiral Kelly fired her, released that audio on Meet the Press. Fascinating stuff. Cannot. And she released now the audio of Trump talking to her on the phone after she was fired, claiming he didn't know she was going to be fired. So that's good that you're in charge of, the, of your own White House, bros. So f- um, but you hire reality villains. You get reality villain behaviors like secret recordings of, of the president of the United States. So just when you think it couldn't get more absurd, oh my goodness does it, and it do. Um. So the economy doing well is a good sign. It's one of the few rays of, of good news and hope that we have currently – Um, the growth largely being propelled by consumers who stepped up their spending on everything from cars to clothing to meals out, which makes sense to me because when the world is ending, you got to splurge a little. What are you saving the money for? The next life, you can't take it with you. Maybe that's why the podcast is called Last Week on Earth. Did I just say podcast? I said podcast, weird. Or maybe it's called that because I cover all the events that happened during the last week on Earth. You be the judge. You decide. Decision. 2020. 2018 first. November 6th. Again, please, I don't know if I finished that point, but bring any friend of yours that you believe will vote Democrat just to create a blue wave to save the country. Not to get Democrats in office. Sometimes our issues are more pressing than party platform, and it is saving the very premise of democracy. So with that in mind, A man that not only is undermining our democracy, our national sovereignty, the environment of the planet, the human rights of people coming here for asylum, escaping terrible conditions in their own countries instead of putting kids in cages. It's another thing that has happened recently. Separating families at the border, putting kids in cages, then not having good documentation or deporting the parents and losing track of who the kids' parents are. I mean, these are actual things. These are not... These are not jokes written on popsicle sticks. These are actual facts happening in America. And then if you could even do more negative to the country, empowering Nazis. If you could even do more negative to the country, undermining all of our institutions, throwing them under the bus, undermining faith in our own governmental institutions, undermining faith in the FBI, undermining faith in the CIA, undermining faith in all of our intelligence agencies, siding with Russia. Again, we'll get to that in a minute because the Helsinki summit happened while I was gone, which I'm still blaming you, the audience, for, for some reason. But if you can even do worse than that, he's undermining the very concept of even truth and facts, saying the media is the enemy of the people. Saying the media is the enemy of the people, the true enemy. Not Russia, not North Korea, the free press in America. And then saying that facts are not facts, calling real facts, fake facts, and fake news just because they're against him. And then, as if all of that weren't enough, he literally even out loud said recently the following sentence during a rally, everything you are seeing and everything you are reading and hearing is not the truth. The truth is the things that I'm telling you. I'm paraphrasing, but that was... The gist of it, an actual statement, and the people in that audience did not hear that and say, boo, you've gone overboard, sir, you've jumped the shark. They were all like, yay, make America great again, hat, MAGA MAGA. I mean, just watch the clip at Facebook.com slash Ben Glebe of me being heckled by this Trump supporter and just like her blatant and blind loyalty to this ridiculous man. Who, for some reason, is the president of America? It's quite mind boggling to me. I've made that very clear over the last couple of years on this podcast, but it bears repeating. Oh my God. The surging economy has been a boon to Trump, though. The recent NBC News Wall Street Journal poll showing 50% of voters approve of his handling of the economy. Five percentage points more than his now 45% overall job approval rating. His rate of approval has raised, has risen to 45%. I don't know if it's raised or risen, but it's one of those two, grammatically. That's too high, man. Many economists caution the quarterly figures were inflated by a series of one time factors like the tax cut and growth that would likely slow in the second half of the year especially if the U.S.-China trade war intensifies, or his trade war he started with Canada, or with our allies in the European Union, who also, since we've been gone, said that they're actually our foe. The EU, our allies, are our foe. Since you've been gone, the world has crumbled so fucking much. I can't go on, no, no, because Trump is fucking everything up. Kelly Clarkson is one of my favorite songs of hers. Those are the original lyrics. Continuing, given the real risks that are being put in place by his policy choices, we don't want to over-exaggerate the strength of the economy, said Joe Brusuelas, chief economist of accounting firm RSM. Yep. Paul Krugman, New York Times, Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist. Pulitzer Prize, one of those big prizes he won. I think it's the Pulitzer, pretty sure. Said there's nothing special about the latest economic results, saying that Obama topped 4% in four separate quarters and that one growth. One quarter's growth is a nothing burger, which also is the lowest calorie burger available on the market today. The last thought on the economy is that it is simply too soon to judge the Trump economy, said Ramesh Ponuru and Michael Strain in the National Review. Tax cuts and deregulation should make the economy modestly stronger over time, they say, but Trump still has the potential to do substantial economic damage if the president continues to slap tariffs on our trading partners. It'll hurt the economy by raising consumer prices, disrupting global supply chains, and inviting a cycle of retaliation from other countries. Ooh, yay, that sounds lovely, all that. Let's get some of that. Let's get some cycles of retaliation from other countries. And at that point, all the credit Republicans are getting from voters could quickly turn to blame. Could at least that part happen before November 6th, so that blue wave happens. And just please register any voters you possibly can. And if you have people that register that don't typically vote, just drag them to the polls. Make them vote. Force them. Forcibly handcuff them and pull them to the polls. I'm kidding, but convince them verbally. Oh, boy. Want to talk about plastic, you guys? Would you like to talk about plastic, you crazy monkeys? All right. Here's some fun facts about plastic. A garbage truck's worth of plastic enters the world's oceans every minute. That's 60 garbage trucks an hour. That's twenty four times that amount in a day because I don't have those numbers in front of me. all told humanity has dumped up to fourteen million tons of plastic into the seas, and bits of it can be found from the water's surface down to its most extreme depths you wouldn't look at it looking out you wouldn't know it looking out at the side of a ship since much of the waste has been broken down by waves and ultraviolet light into what's called microplastics oh. Good. Little microscopic plastics adding to the problem, perfect. Often as small as just one millimeter wide. But when researchers in 2015 analyzed more than a million pieces of trash in the Pacific, 99.9% of it was Plastigo. That's a high percentage, you guys. Scientists have no idea how long it'll take to degrade, maybe hundreds of years if ever. By 2050, according to the World Economic Forum, or WIF. There will be more plastic by weight than in the ocean, than fish in the ocean. This is actually great news for people who love eating fresh-caught plastic. Excellent news, really, for y'all. A lot of it winds up in five huge masses of plastic debris called gyres, created by currents in the world's oceans. The largest of these swirling plastic stews is called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch which can only be cleaned up by garbage patch kids. It's formed by winds and currents between California and Hawaii, twice the size of Texas, this patch of garbage is. So that's very large. And there's another one near Cuba that's nearly as big as that. 40% of the planet's ocean surface is covered in plastic islands now. So if you're somebody that enjoys swimming amongst... Refuse. Then why do you just hop in the ocean and forty percent of the time have a great, o- have a grand old, have a grand old time. What the fuck is happening? It would take one thousand boats filtering the water twenty four hours a day of all of the oceans of the world for seventy nine straight years to get all that plastic out. Sounds doable, doesn't that? Holy balderdash! I mean, just as an example about how much. Plastics and microplastics are now in the water. A struggling whale who died in a Thai canal, they checked his stomach afterwards, and was found to contain 17 pounds of plastic, including 80 shopping bags, which had prevented the whale from digesting food. Lucky for the whale, however, he didn't get charged 10 cents for each of those plastic bags. Because they're charging now. It's a real economic burden on the whale community. Fish, mammals, and birds dead from a similar cause are Washing up on beaches around the world, making fishing a lot easier. And they just wash up, dead and ready to go. Takes a little bit of sport out of it, but hey, fishers can't be choosermans. That's a famous phrase. that has been around for decades. A study last year found 83% of the world's drinking water is contaminated, while this year researchers found 93% of bottled water has some plastic, often double the amount found in tap water. Which that sentence indicates there's also plastic in fucking tap water. Oh, grandiose. Seafood often also contains plastic. That doesn't sound ideal to me as a sushi lover. I plead with the planet. Can we please just keep the plastic to our noses and our fake boobs? And okay, maybe our fake plastic asses. But that's it. Maybe, please. I'm putting my still human foot down on that, okay? Okay probably on plastic I'm putting my foot down upon because there's plastic just lying everywhere, basically. There are growing efforts here and abroad to use less plastic, starting with small moves like the hashtag Stop Sucking campaign, which please don't interpret that in the wrong way, ladies. I'm stupid. To get rid of disposable plastic straws. And I got to say, damn you straws. I've been trying. I've been trying to quit straws, but I just can't quit you. I'm trying hard, honestly. Somebody gifted me a metal straw. I haven't used that yet. It freaks me out a little bit. But I am drinking without straws. I'm trying to remember. I go to bars. I ask for an alcohol, and they bring me an alcohol. But I often forget to say no straw. And there's already a straw in there. I'm like, no, I forgot to say no straw. Now you may as well use the straw because it's already in there. Granted, a man shouldn't even drink with a straw. It's not very manly looking to have a straw and just sip, and sip with your lips pursed into a cold drink. But it's already in there, so I at least use it to mix and I leave it on the bar. And it's, I just keep forgetting. Restaurants will give me water and the straw, and I'm like, gosh, narb. I will say gosh, narb, and I'll say it out loud. But I'm trying to retrain my brain. A somewhat related side note that got covered nowhere the U.S. will produce almost 12 million barrels of crude oil per day in 2019. That is insane, making America the, the world's top oil producer according to the Federal Energy Information Administration, or FIA, FIA, according to Bloomberg.com. Also, tiny little side note I failed to mention earlier in the podcast, California and Greece and much of the world is on fire right now. I'm in California recording this, and I am on fire as we speak. Luckily, the fire has not yet reached my mouth and hopefully will not before the conclusion of this week's podcast pick a pronoun, any pronoun, under a proposed new policy, University of Minnesota students and faculty could be expelled or fired if they refer to somebody by the wrong pronoun. The policy would allow all university members to choose their own pronouns, including she, he, they, and they. Like Zay Frank, I guess, is the pioneer of that one, the old vlogger guy. And calls for appropriate penalties up to expulsion and dismissal for those who fail to go along with it. Listen, I'm all for gay rights, I'm all for transgender rights. I'm all for you being who you want to be, but don't impose your pronouns on other people, please. Cuz how would we know? We're supposed to get in trouble now if we accidentally say the wrong word or don't remember which pronoun you you want to be called. Also, zay just sounds dumb. I'm sorry. That's a line in the sand for me. I'm not ever calling zay. I'm not saying zay over there wanted a sandwich. Zay ordered a large plastic sandwich. Zay did over there. Zay, that person, that that one... Zay... Zay human. Zay, it ain't so. Please. That's just, come on. That's getting a little ridiculous. Trump talks shit to Iran. The United States and Iran embarked on a new round of threats. The Week reported, as Iranian President Hassan Rouhani said that a U.S.-Iran conflict would be the mother of all wars. Good go-to line for them they enjoy using. And President Trump responded with a late-night all-caps tweet, of course. All-caps shows you're the boss. Warning that Iran could provoke consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered. Few have ever suffered it. And, like, this actually is one thing I sort of agree with Trump on. Disagree with him taking us out of the nuclear agreement. Because it was negotiated by the world and it was far better than nothing and put very strong curbs on their nuclear program. But now they were out of it and had nothing for the last few months, a couple months. I do like crushing them hard with rhetoric, saying, Enough of this mother of all wars, we're going to crush you. We can say that shit right back. And Trump at least is not afraid to say that kind of thing. And I give him credit for at least being tough in that way. We'll see if he follows it up with action if need be. Because he also talked tough with North Korea and then gave them stuff, and we didn't get really anything much in return. We got some things. We did, thankfully, get the remains of 55 of our soldiers from the Korean War back. They're being verified, but it looks like that is true. Um, And in exchange, we agreed to stop doing war games with the South Koreans to prepare for an attack from North Korea. But has Pyongyang stopped developing nuclear weapons? No, not yet. They blew up the entrance to one nuclear-developing facility, but apparently... And apparently, according to satellite images, they're also developing in other areas. So, so far, nothing there. But Iran, I am sick of the fact that they are state sponsors of terror. They sponsor Hezbollah, a terrorist organization. And you can't negotiate – well, you you can negotiate with them, but you can't be – I think any deal that we make again with Iran, I do agree – with Trump, in the fact that it needs to absolutely call for an immediate and enforceable end to them ever backing terrorism. I'm sorry, but I was, I told you guys, the, you guys, this last podcast when I was in Israel, Iran launched rockets into Israel—the first time Iran's ever attacked Israel. I mean, no, you're not attacking our allies, and you're not supporting terrorists. That makes you a bad actor, and yeah. We will crush you if you step up against us. So that I'm in favor of very much. Um, We'll just see how it indeed works because if Trump doesn't follow through, Iran is pretty scary and there could be unpredictable consequences for everybody as Uri Friedman in The Atlantic pointed out and I agree with it. Uri Friedman, very sounding name, he probably said it like this, there could be consequences that we don't uh, understand, okay? So uh, we will see uh, how it shakes down. But right now... Hey, tough words. That's how Israelis sound, just so you know. The hell sinking of American democracy. At their summit meeting in Helsinki a few weeks back, Trump sided with Vladimir Putin and the Kremlin. Quick fun fact, our enemy, in denying that they meddled in our 2016 presidential elections, asked about Russian hacking during the election this as joint press conference Putin, as you may have, of course, heard in the news, Trump said, I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be Russia. Adding, President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today when he was fucking me. He didn't say the last four words, five words, but he meant it. You could see the sexual subtext in his eyes. I mean, it seems that he's at least fucking him as far as strategy goes and upper handedness goes. Trump's own aides were flabbergasted reportedly by his direct contradiction of U.S. intelligence findings after they prepared him to press Putin on a range of issues, including election interference. Instead, Trump blamed both countries, just like both sides have very fine people, huh? You flippin' and maroon. And then, of course, brought up the, the Mueller investigation, saying it had offended Russia. Oh, that's the issue now. You... Mr. Mueller looking into my potential crimes is offending our enemy Russia and it must stop. It's a witch hunt. Yeah, maybe a witch hunt. You're the witch, bro. I mean, holy, what is happening? I consider what he did in Helsinki in front of, standing side by side next to our adversary, treason. You cannot provide aid and comfort. And he gave them legitimacy and he gave them backing and he gave them his full-throated support, and then threw, again, our country under the bus, saying that we're to blame. No, we're not. Russia's to blame. Not only do they hack our elections, they're currently hacking our infrastructure, our power grid, our water supply. They're breaking into all those things digitally. And they're currently trying to hack the 2018 midterms as well. And you held a one-hour meeting with your security team and then went out to a rally again and said, it's a hoax, it's a hoax, okay, folks? It's not a hoax. You can't say it's not a hoax one second, then say it is a hoax the next second because you're at a rally and you want to act like a WWF wrestler. I know it's WWE now, but I don't give a shit. I'm angry. I'm hangry also, but I should eat. I'll eat at some point. Don't you worry about me. I never missed a meal I didn't like. I've never not liked a meal. So that works out for everybody. The blowback was pretty intense, even a lot of Republicans finally condemning him on that one, but very few calling it treasonous. No one called it treasonous on the Republican side. Um, former CIA director John Brennan called it nothing short of treasonous. So you're saying it's treasonous. Why did you say it's treasonous? Nothing, it's no, I'm, I'm nothing short of hungry. Oh, so you're hungry? Just say that then. Fuck. The next day, Trump tried a brilliant move to say – when he's back in Washington, he said, when I said I don't see why they would do it, I meant wouldn't. I don't see why they wouldn't do it. So you can write that in there. Like they're going to write that in there in history? They're going to alter the historical books of what you said when you were standing next to the guy? No, the next day after intense pressure, you tried to walk it back with pretending you misspoke with the opposite meaning like people often do, right? I am so attracted to you. I mean, I'm not attracted to you. I'm so tired. I mean, I'm full of energy. People don't do that, bro. Who do you think you're fooling? And even after saying that, he then out loud says, so it was Russia, but it could have been a lot of people also. He has to always throw in these weird qualifications to to save Russia's ass. I don't understand that. Well, maybe they got something on him, and or he wants to be a strong man, and or... He has wanted to legitimize his election victory, but none of those reasons have the country in mind. It's only his own damn self in mind, and that is very shitty for the president to do. Um, Dan Coats, that same day or the next day, Trump's own director of national intelligence and also maker of fine coats. I guarantee it. Confirmed again that not only Russia interfered in 2016's election. But also, they're actively targeting, like I said, our facilities in the U.S., not just water, not just electrical grid, but also our nuclear grid, our aviation system, manufacturing sectors, and the 2018 elections. But Trump only cares about his own damn self. It's truly unbelievable. Now, again, trying to be as fair as I can and as... Bipartisan as I can, open-minded as I possibly can muster. His administration has been harsher on Russia than Trump is willing to be publicly when he speaks. His White House signed off on increased sanctions for Russia, eventually, finally, after delaying it for a long time. He sold arms to the Ukrainians, who obviously are defending themselves against aggression from Russia, and even clashed with Russian troops in Syria. So some encouraged to look at what Trump does and not what they what he, what he says. Same advice that Eric Schmidt, former CEO of Google, gave me at Midburn, like I told you last time. But he obviously can't do 100% of the things that he wants. He realizes there are some constraints and realities. He can't ignore every resolution and agreement passed by Congress. So he has to sometimes give in to those things, but he can 100% control what he says, and what he says is always in my opinion, very treasonous to the country, selling us down the river so he could, you know, get fucked by Putin again. Maybe he just likes getting fucked by Putin. I mean that, of course, metaphorically, not actually. Or do I? No, of course I don't. Please, you make your own decisions. But if you want to look at the things even that he does, sure. A photo of President Trump's prepared damage control statement asserting his belief in Russian election interference his supposed belief showed he'd crossed out a line pledging to quote bring anyone involved in that meddling to justice he crossed out a line pledging to bring those who infiltrated our democracy to justice does that not belie his intentions right there i'm pretty sure belie means betray or show his intentions and if not That's what I meant, so get off my damn back. Mm. Water is great. Just days before that, at a NATO summit, Trump sold us down the river further, meeting with our allies, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. He mocked Angela Merkel, the Chancellor of Germany, and called Britain's Theresa May weak, endorsing her rival Boris Johnson because, and I quote, actual freaking quote from the president, Not a baby, because obviously he likes me and says very good things about me. That's the reason he likes Boris Johnson over Theresa May. He also demanded the European Union countries hit their agreed-upon 2024 target of spending 2% of their gross domestic product on their militaries immediately, like right now ASAP instead of six years from now when they've agreed to do so by or we might go our own way. We might go our own way because I don't have a good Trump rhyme for that one, but I just wanted to sing that for a quick second. And I'm sorry that I did. Politico wrote that the Western alliance was designed to purposefully unite Europe under U.S. protection, promote free markets and democracy and prevent greater power conflicts. The result has been 70 years of peace and growing prosperity. If Trump succeeds in wrecking our alliance, they write, the world will soon be neither peaceful nor prosperous. But let me ask you this, brain trust. Is that so bad? Maybe we want a world that's not peaceful or prosperous. Maybe that could be fun. You know, there's two sides to everything. That's clearly one of them. So just, you know, consider your options. On the other hand, as the Week magazine also pointed out, NATO simply cannot fulfill its mission mutual defense of its members, if those members can seem to be what even Obama called free riders, basking in protection from the United States while refusing to invest in their own defense. Germany, doing very well financially, spends, they're the, one of the worst offenders, spends only 1.22% of their GDP on defense, but instead generously funding their very generously dispersed welfare state giving welfare and social programs to so many of their citizens so broadly, but not spending it a fair amount to defend themselves. And I agree with that principle, but there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it where you don't alienate our allies. You do it not haphazardly with off-the-cuff statements, but with planned private meetings where you put your own red line down in the sand privately before throwing our allies under the bus publicly because other people say the nice things about you, so I like them very much, too, my friend. I want to kiss them. I want to go behind the bleachers at the high school and make out with Boris Johnson. That's not the way you do it. Boris Johnson's a shaggy-haired, weird-looking dude. Why would you want to make out with him? You got Putin. He's strong. Shirtless and strong. How many dudes are you trying to hook up with, man? Like, let them do their political stuff. Stay focused, Trump. It's just very scary because – let me even get a little deeper than that because the issue is deeper than just the statements he's making like that publicly. There is policy behind it despite his, again, haphazard nature. Let's go big picture on this motherfucker for a second, okay? Trump's hostility toward Europe goes far beyond just the military spending as Recline said said in Vox.com. When he looks across the Atlantic, he sees a, quote, scary vision of America's possible future a continent governed by liberal elites overrun by Muslim immigrants being strangled by a political correctness and international alliances. He sees figures like Merkel and may as champions of a doomed fuzzy headed cosmopolitan vision that his entire political career is dedicated to destroying. So that's why he really wants to question NATO and question our alliances and why in some ways he also allies himself with Russia is because It's one of the few countries, as Bill Markey was pointing out as well recently, that is still white and proud to be just mostly white. And that is a very stark realization we have to realize is that it's not so much Trump being mean and dumb. It really is just that he has a different vision for the world than the open globalist world we've been developing. That's why he's an isolationist. I'll continue there. This is not just another family quarrel, said Robert Kagan in the Washington Post, and things will not be okay. The Western coalition was in trouble even before Trump took office. A massive flow of Middle Eastern and African refugees into Europe has fueled the rise of extreme right-wing parties throughout the continent. Authoritarian leaders have already seized power in Poland and Hungary. And far-right candidates won a lot of positions in Germany's parliament as well. That's not where you want people on the far right taking to power if you know what I'm talking about historically, okay? Something about the Holocaust, okay? (sighs) So nationalism is also – is what severed Britain from the EU and why Brexit happened is they wanted to focus on themselves and not being part of a, a broader coalition. And the continent's remaining de- remaining Democratic leaders desperately need the strong support of the U.S. and its president. Instead, they get Trump, an aspiring autocrat himself, and his insults and humiliations. The battle to save democracy from authoritarianism is, quote, the existential struggle of our time, said Max Boot at the Washington Post. Oh, is that all? Okay, boo. How about throw this on there, then? America under Trump is on the wrong side, he continued. That's good to hear. I mean, snapple dapple, that does not sound lovely. I prefer America to be on the right side and to be where the world looks to to for help and for being part of a world community that we got to always lead and therefore felt safe because we were the good guys and the strong guys and now we're being just huddled down like a turtle staying in its shell, but we're an orange turtle and we're angry and we're spitting everybody. We're a spitting turtle, a snapping biting spitting turtle i don't even know if they exist but if they do i don't want to meet them i mean this is not lovely at all this is the opposite of lovely this is unlovely i'm not sure how i feel about this next story a california businessman who sells red baseball caps emblazoned with trump's make america great again slogan he says trump's trade policies may force him to stop having the hats made in china Quote, we usually sell the MAGA hats for around 9 to $12, but it could go up to $20 if we had to make them in the U.S. and embroider them here. So I have a very confusing feeling about that story. I can't fight this feeling anymore because part of me thinks I don't even want those hats. I don't like those hats. I think they're ignorant hats. So if the price goes up, that's fine, but kind of crazy that things have to be made in America for much more money than made in other countries. But it's also, in a globalist world, at least even if it's hard to keep sometimes jobs here, at least products can be cheaper here that we want to buy typically when they're not shitty MAGA hats. And so then we can't even get them at the right prices. This story is just one that that makes me feel weird. I don't like it. So I'm just going to move on from it. It's too hard to understand. The MGM hotel chain in Vegas is suing the shooting victims. Of course they are. From the Vegas, uh, Route 91 Harvest Festival terrorist attack, domestic terrorist attack. Um, why? Because there's no decency left in the world. MGM Resorts International was widely criticized for suing more than 11, sorry, more than 1,000 mass shooting victims in order to avoid liability. Uh, how how did this decision get made? From a PR standpoint, how do you decide to sue victims of a shooting that happened at your hotel and festival? They're in a boardroom. Okay, gentlemen, how can we make this up to the victims? Should we send flowers? Chocolates, perhaps? Band-Aids? How about suing them, sir? Hmm. I like it. What is wrong with us? When you allow civility to go by the wayside it really snowballs do it not oh it do oh boy lebron james opened a school for disadvantaged kids like a real idiot because the president doesn't like it opened this amazing school for at-risk third and fourth graders some with learning disabilities from broken homes in his hometown of akron ohio funded by the james family foundation helps them will help them thrive academically and emotionally, and will offer support to their parents, including job placement assistance. Because LeBron James, now a Laker, by the way, very exciting, coming up season. He grew up poor and without a dad. Trump, of course, calls him a low-IQ idiot. He says he's one of the dumbest people. And it's racism. The man is not only one of the great athletes of our time, a great humanitarian, a caring person, and the president picks a fight with him, but doesn't pick a fight with racists or with our enemy, Russia. There's no justification for that garbage. And as if all of that weren't enough, lava bombs are also happening. Since I've last podcasted with your ears, a flying chunk of lava crashed through the roof of a tour boat, injuring 23 people in Hawaii. A lava bomb from the volcano, the lava hitting the water and warming it so fast that it like popped into the air and created a huge bomb of lava. Didn't even know that was possible. The captain said, all of a sudden, everything around us exploded. The lava replied, I am the captain now. At some point, that joke will become old, but I'm not done with it yet. In our last story before we hit up Twitter answers and a brief thunder round, in more Russian news, a sexy Russian spy was caught with her guns out, basically, because you'll hear why in a second. A Russian national, Maria Butina, was indicted by a grand jury for allegedly acting as an agent of the Russian government tasked with infiltrating the NRA and other conservative political groups. The 29-year-old Butina, who I'm assuming had some booty and. No, I'm going to give it to you unless you make policies that the Russian government likes. Accused of working for two years to develop ties with politicians and organizations to establish a back channel of communication between Republicans and Russia. i just to give them a direct passageway there, kind of like a wardrobe in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in the Chronicles of Narnia. Just get there quick, right through. Um, including... Wayne LaPierre, CEO of the National Rifle Association, she established contact and relationship with him. Um, the FBI said Bettina was in frequent contact with Russia's FSB intelligence agency and key Russian oligarchs and used sex to gain favors with politically connected Republicans. And look, I'm all for having sex with attractive Russians. Of course I am. But under one seemingly very obvious condition... If it doesn't undermine our nation, if it's a regular attractive Russian that wants some of that dick or some of that put vagina to your body, I need to use more adult language, but the point is, do it unless it undermines our nation and funnels information and gives a direct back channel of communication to our adversary. That's kind of a sticking point for me. Always has been. Always will be. But that's just me, I guess, guys. I guess for a lot of you, we're supposed to just like be cool with Russian now. Oy veizmir. And I've never said such a Yiddish phrase in the entire history of this seven-year-long podcast. But it felt like time. And on that note, it is time also to check in with the Glebe Squad, the Glebe Nation, the Glebe Mob, the Be Glebers, and all of us catching up slowly but surely with the Be The Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Friends with Benefits, the Brain Trust. It is time for Twitter Answers. <laughs> I asked y'all, if you could be an animal, what animal and why? And great answers to this one this time. Pear Bear, 91 our friend, says, I'd be a mole so I could live underground and not have to deal with other people's BS. I like that answer. Pat Morrison, award-winning NPR host and legendary LA Times columnist, at Pat M. LA Times, with two Ts, Pat M. LA Times, said, A bandicoot! Only because I like the name, especially the coot part, where you're a wild coot there, Pat, and I don't know what a coot is, and I hope that's not offensive. It sounds offensive. Uh, You said it, not me. I'm just reading it back. Also, I'm sorry, my birthday party that I missed you because I had plumbing problems and I had to go shower at my parents' house, and then came by the time I got there, you were gone. And thank you for the great Diablo glass you got me, great cocktail glass. And last year, those great cocktail bar napkins. Very considerate of you. Jay, at everybody, Ska. Ska is still a thing, really, Jay? Said I would be a cat because they're not tethered by capitalism. They just fucking sleep and eat and kill stuff. Sometimes they don't even have to kill stuff. They just hang out and get fat. I really respect that. You give a lot of thought to the answer. I appreciate that, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. At I am Ben, but an eight instead of a B. Who thinks of these things? A macaw parrot for the obvious reason they can fly, but also because they're really smart and can live a really long time. I believe the oldest blue macaw named Charlie is 117 years old. If that is correct, damn, that's a good answer. I want to be a macaw parrot. You can even talk. Are they a talking parrot? I'm guessing not, but I hope that they could talk and fly and live real old and be smart. That's a great choice. If you can't talk, though, I'm out. It's very hard to feed people podcast milk to your ears without words. That's just a fact. You can't argue that. Trump will say, no, you can. Some of my favorite podcasts don't have words. Some of my favorite podcasts are pop-up podcasts, okay? And there's no words. They're actually colorful books that Ivanka reads to me. Well, that's a pop-up book, sir. It's not a podcast. You don't you don't know that it's fake news. They are podcasts. They're pop-up visual podcasts. With no idea. I mean, his supporters would be like, "Yes, you're right. America's great now that you said that. We are great again." That soccer mom at Licious said, "A llama. For once in my life, I want to know what it's like to spit." What you trying to imply, soccer mom? You're just saying you've never spit, or you're saying, are you saying that in a sexual way? What are you, are you implying? Because if you're not implying, then I seem like a creep. But if you are implying, hello, you're a soccer mom. Doesn't say you're married. You could be a single soccer mom. I am a child. I criticize Trump for being a child, but at least my my version of being a child is just silly and doesn't hurt anybody, and definitely doesn't have, have any negative effect on American democracy. And sovereignty. Okay, good. I made that point pretty clear already. Super Duper SJW says, I'd like to be a dolphin. As it stands right now, my life has no porpoise. It was pretty dumb. Uh, Cynthia Space Farce. I liked it, but it was just kind of dumb. Cynthia Space red shirt at AB underscore Cynthia, two with an S. A gazelle. I'd love to run flat out like that in such a graceful manner. Just run, run, run around the entire world. Looking friggin' awesome the whole time. Do a gazelle runs around the world looking flawless fundraiser thing. I'd need a predator security, though. Hire lions. I mean, you've got a whole charity organization built into your animal choice. A security system. You really thought this out. Impressive answers this week, Brain Trust. And just two more. At Paprika Pink. Great handle. A sloth, because tell you later must rest now. Oh, I feel you, girl, and Jesse Collier at HVYJ777 terrible handle, an aardvark, because the name puts me first in alphabetical order, no matter what. What do you think you need being first in alphabetical order for when you're an aardvark, Jesse? There's very few written word works or words you need to concern yourself with when you're an animal of any kind. That's your main choice? The Macaw answer puts yours to shame, and I think you're aware of that now, hearing them in context of the other answers. I'm sure you're ready to apologize. I'm on a bit of a break now from the Laugh It Off tour, but it will continue in Sunnyvale, California, at Rooster Teeth Feathers, October 11th through 14, November 1 through 4, in St. Louis, the Funny Bone Comedy Club, returning there, and November 17th, a one-night gig, two shows in Santa Barbara at the Comedy Hideaway. Tickets to all of these being released soon at Glebe.com. Some new content up there as well. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ben Gleeb. I'm doing Instagram stories to all the time. And Facebook.com slash Ben Glebe if you're older. And or if you want to see that Trump Heckler video where I tell the full story of the death threat. It's pretty insane. And now, without further ado, it's time for the thunder round. It's like thunder, it's Unicycosis! Ed Pratt, a 22-year-old British dude, three years after heading out, just arrived back at his home in southern England, becoming the first person, wait for it, okay now, to traverse the globe on a unicycle. And I have to say, that is so stupid. I mean, what a dumb thing to do. He completed his 21,000-mile odyssey without any assistance at all because nobody wants to be around such dumb shit. He rode across four continents on a one-wheeled, flippin' bicycle. Right up in there. He said he was ecstatic when he finished, and I'm assuming incredibly chafed. I mean, it's probably really not a pleasant scene down below for this cat. I mean, why? Why would you do it? I should mention during the journey, he raised nearly $400,000 for a charity that delivers school supplies to children in poverty around the world. I still don't think it was worth it. You're going to look dumb going around the world in a unicycle? It's silly. I feel like the kids in poverty would agree. They're like, we'll stay in poverty. Please get off the stupid unicycle. They probably wouldn't have said that. Maybe it's good he did it. But it's just um, the, the visual, I can't wrap my head around it. If you're going to raise money for kids in poverty next time, could you do it on two damn wheels like a gentleman? And finally, an argument against literacy. Danish researchers discovered that three medieval manuscripts in a library's rare books collection were coated with arsenic, perhaps as a preservative back in the day. Quote, the toxicity of arsenic does not diminish with time. Researchers noted, you see, this is why I don't like reading. You might all of a sudden get an ancient poison on you. And then great, I hope that story was good. Hope you enjoyed reading about Charlotte's Web or a book that somebody with a bigger uh, thirst for knowledge than me would, would choose. I like Charlotte's Web. Why are you judging me? Um, as the Mueller investigation hopefully is preparing to drop all of its evidence on Donald Trump and his administration right after the new Congress takes over, after the midterms. I say we end the podcast with the classic Dirty South tune I referenced earlier by Nelly. Hot in here. Hot in, so hot in her. It's getting hot, baby. It's also because the world's melting. It's a whole side, side point. But you know it 's nice that way you don't have need to you can reduce your jacket budget it's good to be with you again until last week, next week. This has been last week on. Huh?